Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. Israeli operations into Gaza are being carried out mostly from the air so far, but that may be changing. Ed Baxter is covering this story from the 960 Newsroom in San Francisco. Ed? Yeah, that's right, Brian. Israel is building up bases and ground forces near the border, the Gaza border. Israeli generals are saying they don't want hostages in the way, but Bloomberg's Wendy Benjaminson says the goal is really clear. They are very immune, I should say, to pressure from the international community. They They do what they believe is right for the security of their nation, and they will do it. And I think Eliyev Benjamin there was, as Dan said, extremely unequivocal. They're going to crush Hamas. If they can rescue some hostages at the same time, great. But the primary objective, in his words were to crush Hamas. And Bloomberg's Amory Hordern says there are American hostages in Gaza. Americans are in Gaza being held by Hamas. He also said that now we know that the death toll of Americans over this weekend massacre by Hamas into Israeli territory Uh, That number now stands at 14. It was at 11. So this is weighing on the president. Now, Israel is flying in its troops uh, stationed in the region, increasing personnel by 300,000. And Bloomberg's Ethan Bronner says also setting up military bases closer to Gaza, as we said. They are uh, preparing uh, what we expect to be a massive assault. You're right that they have not spelled out for us that it's going to be a ground war. But it seems inevitable that it will be be the first time in almost 10 years that Israel does that. Says the U.S. is already sending support. The Israelis have said that they're uh, supplies are stretched. I assume this uh, involves the Patriot missile, anti-missile system that they have, as well as basic equipment for soldiers and things for drones to watch uh, and prepare for uh, 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 hits from the air. And Bronner says emergency notifications are out within Israel itself that there is a real possibility for more attacks from Hamas. U.S. President Joe Biden says more munitions are on the way. For 75 years, Israel is the only guarantor security of Jewish people around the world so that the atrocities of the past could never happen again. And let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. And Biden says Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people. These atrocities have been sickening. We're with Israel. Let's make no mistake. 
Yeah, calling it an act of sheer evil. And Biden says as well, security is being some increased within the United States for fear of attack on the Jewish community. Now, there's some international concern about the stationing of U.S. warships in the eastern Mediterranean. Turkey's president, Recep Erdogan, says it will cause massacres in Gaza. U.S. National Security Commission President uh, John Kirby on Bloomberg Balance of Power rejects that notion. That carrier strike group that is in the eastern med right now is there to deter any escalation of the conflict beyond where it is right now. That's my response to President Erdogan. You also, U.S. also warning Iran and Syria not to become involved in helping Hamas and Secretary of State Antony Blinken plans to go to Israel later in the week. Other news, House Republicans meeting today to try to agree on a speaker before a possible vote tomorrow. They want to avoid another circus of confusion. Kevin McCarthy has asked that he not be nominated, that according to Punchbowl. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter. This is Bloomberg. Brian. All right. Thanks very much, Ed. Ed Baxter will have the latest on the Israel-Hamas conflict all throughout the program. We move on now to some other top stories of the day. U.S. Treasury yields fell after some dovish commentary from Fed officials and perhaps on some haven buying as well. Here's Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic. I think that our policy rate is at a sufficiently restrictive uh, position to get inflation down to 2%. I actually don't think we need to increase rates anymore. That's Rafael Bostic. In the meantime, Bostic's Minneapolis counterpart, Neil Kashkari, said that it's possible that rising yields may mean the Fed has to do less. But he thinks that the Fed's rate outlook at the moment is unclear. And Fed Governor Chris Waller said that the Fed will stay on the job to contain inflation, but he mostly avoided the current state of markets or monetary policy. And uh, Doug, at the moment, what we're seeing here is a roughly 30 percent chance of a rate higher by December. So you can flip that around and say 70% likelihood that we will we'll stay on hold. Well, the IMF is saying that global growth will weaken next year. We heard earlier today from the chief economist at the IMF, Pierre-Olivier Gorinchas. Growth remains slow and uneven. The global economy is limping along, not sprinting. Under our baseline forecast, growth will slow from 3.5% last year to 3% this year and 2.9% next year, a 0.1 percentage point downgrade for 2024. He is Pierre-Olivier Gorinchas, the chief economist at the IMF. Now, the fund is also saying today consumer prices for next year could increase from 5.2% all the way up to 5.8%. And the IMF is calling on central banks to keep policy tight until there is a durable easing in those price pressures. Brian. Well, China is said to be looking at some new stimulus for its economy and may raise its budget deficit this year to finance it. Bloomberg's Avril Hong has more. We hear policymakers are considering issuing at least $137 billion of additional sovereign debt for spending on infrastructure. That could raise this year's budget deficit to well above the 3% cap set back in March. The discussions would mark a shift in Beijing's stance. Up until now, the government has avoided broader fiscal stimulus. Sources say an announcement may come as early as this month. In Singapore, I'm Avril Hong, Bloomberg Radio. Back here in the U.S., the on-again, off-again girlfriend of Sam Bankman-Fried took the stand today in the trial of the FTX co-founder. Here's Bloomberg's Shanali Basik. 
We know that Caroline Ellison, who has been a pivotal witness, both for the sake of the prosecution, as well as someone who's come up in the sake of the defense, she has come up and immediately said, yes, we did commit crimes, Sam and I and others. And she said that Sam Bankman fried directed her as the CEO of Alameda to commit those crimes. She said, we ultimately took around $14 billion, some of which we were able to pay back. She said that Alameda took several billion dollars from FTX customers and used it for its own investments and to pay off lenders. That is Bloomberg Shanali Bosick. By the way, Bankman Freed has admitted to making big mistakes while at the helm of FTX. However, he denies intentionally defrauding anyone. Brian. Well, we're hearing that German shoemaker Birkenstock has priced its initial public offering at $46 a share. Birkenstock had marketed shares of between a range of $44 to $49 each. The IPO is the last of four big listings seen as pace setters for U.S. equity markets. The story from Bloomberg's Ann Cates. The move by Birkenstock comes less than a month after UK chip designer Arm raised five and a quarter billion dollars in the year's biggest listing. Grocery delivery startup Instacart's IPO was in the $660 million range, but has since down 12%. Analysts at Bloomberg Intelligence expect Birkenstock to fare pretty well when it begins trading, and it could be the last big U.S. debut in 2023, partly because of federal government shutdown would impact staffing at the Securities and Exchange Commission. In Washington, Ann Cates, Bloomberg Radio. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Rashad Salamat. And our guest is Adam Arelli, former U.S. ambassador to Bahrain. Uh, Ambassador, thanks very much for joining us again. It's been a while. Um, we used to yeah, have you on you the show a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. great to uh, get, get your insights here. Uh, so we, we've had a pause in markets for a couple of days, and there may be some suggestion in that that what we're seeing uh, in, in Gaza and in Israel um, is, is not a world-changing moment. Um, so I want to ask you about that. And does that change in particular if Israel does launch a massive ground attack uh, into Gaza? I don't think uh, an Israeli ground attack into Gaza would be sufficient to cause widespread, significant disruption of markets. I, what would what would be uh, a, such an event would be if Hezbollah really goes after Israel in the north, obviously at Iran's behest, and the UN and and hostilities escalate from there. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of fire. U.S. has a lot of firepower in the region. We've got an aircraft carrier group uh, in the eastern Mediterranean. We've, we've flowed aircraft, our own aircraft there. So I think markets would be really spooked by, uh, by that level of conflict. And that's frankly why the administration is being so, so clear to, to everybody who's listening is just don't take advantage of the situation. Don't escalate. Because it could get very ugly very fast. 
Um, and the thing is also, I mean, if Hezbollah did get involved uh, in the north, I mean, that is essentially a wholly owned subsidiary of the Iranian regime. That would leave no doubts as to Tehran's hands on this. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Well, they're, they're already involved, fine. right? It's well, just sure, measured. But not, to, not, not to put too fine a point on this, but the decision on where this goes, frankly, is in Tehran. Okay? Uh, they can either decide to sort of let it play out, let the Israelis do what they want, uh, as, as they've done in the past, or they can decide to take it up a notch. And if they do, uh, if they do decide the latter, like I said, uh, you know, we've made it clear that we're prepared to respond in defense of Israel. And it would have wide ranging consequences for a variety of parties that are not directly involved in the conflict, particularly in Asia, right? When you look at the severity of the initial attacks and and taking um, six-month-old babies as hostages and taking away elderly people in in wheelchairs and and um, and making them hostages, uh, Israel's already said there's there's no time for negotiation at this point. No, uh, is that almost a guarantee that this does escalate? Um, well, it's certainly going to go beyond where it is now. Right now. What we've seen is uh, Israel taking action against targets in, in Gaza to degrade Hamas's command and control, uh, disrupt their you know, communications, their logistics uh, pipelines and that sort of stuff. They've sealed off the Gaza Strip. They've, they've uh, blocked the border crossing in Rafah so aid can't get in. Uh, and this is all a prelude, mind you to uh, a ground invasion of, of Gaza. Uh, it's, it's noteworthy that Israel, in the space of, I think, three days, has mobilized over 300,000 uh, men and women in uniform, which is a record for, for even them. So they've got, you know, they've got, uh, what, that's, th- that's 3% of their population under arms. You know, they've got 10 million people. They've got 350,000 ready to fight. Uh, that's that's a considerable force. They're going to use it. So we're going to see an escalation. The question is, is it uh, an escalation that is limited in scope, i.e. focused just on Gaza and Hamas? Or is it one that is an expanded escalation that includes an attack from Hezbollah in the north, which would, uh, in, which would precipitate a massive retaliation from Israel against southern Lebanon? Adam, the thing is, we just returned to the same playbook of, you know, violence, begetting violence, even though it's been quiet for a while. You know, what about the root causes of all this as well? When, you know, we've got a peace process which has been derailed. Uh, On top of that, you have uh, essentially an Israel which controls this enclave, the Gaza Strip, where they control water, electricity and the means of life, essentially, uh, for a population which is approaching, what, 2.2 million people living in a narrow area in one of the most densely populated places on Earth. Well, these are things which have to be dealt with longer term. Of course, at the moment, it's not going to be on the table, but in the long term, it has to be, surely. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No doubt about it. As you say, violence begins violence. You know, I think in looking at a lot of the commentary and punditry about this, you know, everybody's saying, oh, well, you know, you got to remember what Israel's done to the Palestinians. And you have others who say, look, no, nothing justifies this level of, you know, brutality against innocent civilian population that is, themse- that is the target of the violence. 
So, you know, but it all, it all begs the big question, which is what any reasonable person seems to me would, would, would have to admit, which is that as long as you have uh, a huge population held captive on their own territory with no prospect for relief, then you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to have a problem that, that festers and erupts yeah. uh, from time to time. And that's what we've seen. And, and this is no different except the scale of the violence. But the Just briefly, we don't have Israeli soldiers on the ground in Gaza. Gaza is not occupied in that sense. Does that make it, it more difficult be. for Israel be. to go in? Yeah, but I mean, oh, does yeah. it make it more difficult to go in oh, when you don't God. have people there already? Sure. I mean, I was, at, I was in Fallujah, not as a combatant, but I was went to Fallujah after the Marines went in. And that's like, that's a picnic compared to what the Israelis are going to have. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.